Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Some Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So Molly, hi, welcome. Welcome to the NDA PMU podcast studio. Hi, thank you for having me. Great, so let's kick off. If you can tell us a bit about yourself, you know, name and background, your uh, job title and what you do at The Atlantic, and then we'll kick off and talk about your topic of choice today. Absolutely. So my name is Molly Cox. I am Executive Director of Partnerships at The Atlantic. That means I have the distinct privilege of speaking with brand leaders about how The Atlantic can help them tackle some of their most pressing challenges and support The Atlantic's journalism while I do it. Fantastic. So we're going to talk today about managing teams during a pandemic, which obviously is something a vast majority of our listeners have been grappling with over the last, it's been almost a year now, a year. So tell me a bit about what what does it mean to, to manage teams during a pandemic? Yeah, and I have found myself being really reflective about this. I think maybe because we're approaching that year mark, there is something momentous uh, about that. And looking back and feeling a little nostalgic for our past life, I think happened at that one year mark. So yeah, the what's most challenging about managing teams during COVID? I think a lot has been said about the challenges of remote work, about the lack of sort of organic water cooler interactions, Zoom fatigue, juggling intersecting family and professional responsibilities, all of that. Um, a lot has also been said about, dare I say it, the pivot, um, you know, the ingenuity and the creativity that many businesses have had to muster in order to meet this moment. I'm pretty interested in the space where those two megatrends meet where they intersect. Managing a team through COVID, let alone through this sustained moment of racial reckoning, means working with human beings who are all a little bit more fragile than usual, uh, to varying degrees across team members, even across days of the week and hours of the day. Um, But we're managing that fragility and that sort of that human side of ourselves while we're calling on ourselves to be inventive and creative and imagine new possibilities of how we work and how our business functions. Um, and, and so that's where I've, where I've been really focused recently in terms of what managing through that looks like. So what have been, what have been some of the most, I guess, surprising ways you've managed to keep the teams going and keep, keep morale going. I think also most interesting, you talk about creative, you know, creativity and obviously our industry thrives on creativity and that normally sort of is sparked by people meeting in person and that's not happening much anymore. So you know, what have your lessons, biggest lessons been over this time? Absolutely. Um, I think some of my biggest lessons beyond maybe the ones that feel most obvious, like create time for folks to have a break and create flexible working environments. I I think that's table stakes. Some of my biggest learnings have really been around the importance of listening and believing what people tell you once you've asked the question. Um, Believing it um, 
in such a way that makes people feel supported uh, and in such a way that you can take action uh, from it. You can maybe change the status quo a little bit if it's not working, if you learn an answer to a question that, that's maybe not great. I think laying that foundation creates a little bit more psychological safety in a time where we don't have a ton and creates the environment in which things like creativity can hopefully thrive. I think that and finding genuine ways to celebrate wins, big and small, when we can't all go to the pub together, um, have, have been some, some learnings and, and um, some sites that I, or some goals that I set my sights on. Okay, I love the way you say uh, believing what people tell you, that's quite sort of telling description. What exactly do you mean by that? I mean a couple of things. So often at the beginning of say a one-to-one weekly check-in with somebody that you manage or even your own boss, you start out with the pleasantries. Um, and this happens on client calls and external conversations as well, but especially on those internal conversations, you start out with pleasantries. How are you? How are you doing? Is there anything I can do to help make your job easier? And we can go into robo mode a little bit and um, and sort of only hear what we want to hear or, or simply skim the surface. Um, I think facing some of the challenges head on, naming some of the complicated dynamics is step one to actually um, evolving the way we work in order to, to meet the moment. And so, yeah, when your employee or your colleague tells you something that they're up against or something that they're feeling, even if it's not the same challenge you're up against or the same way that you're feeling on that day, genuinely believing those people will lay a foundation of trust and help you have the real insight that you need to move your team forward. Okay, that makes sense. So what do you think, what are you going to take and what, what can everyone listening take, do you think, what lessons can we have learned for when we eventually come out of this and go back to an, what's called a new normal, that phrase is getting quite boring, but you know, what can we learn, what, the way you've managed teams, what, you, what have you learned to make yourself better at doing this when we get back to normal? A lot of folks have said, and I would tend to agree, that flexibility is going to need to remain intact once we're back, whatever that, whatever that looks like. I think people want the ability to work from the places that they want to work. Um, and I, I think people have learned a lot about how resilient they are and how, how much they can get through challenges. Um, I would like to retain any morsel of self-confidence that that lends us uh, when once we are maybe not facing such a massive global challenge head on every day and, and it hopefully starts to recede into the background a little bit more. You mentioned resilience so let's talk a bit about that what is what is what does being resilient mean to you? Yes Talk about corporate buzzwords, and, and we're running through a lot of them, but it's the nature of the moment. Um, I think maybe rivaled only by pivot. We've got resilience as the buzzword of the decade here. And, you know, it, in many ways, I think it's the antidote to burnout. It's often used alongside the word grit. It's that quality of bounce backiness that everybody wants for themselves and for their employees. 
But when I think about resilience, especially in the context of, of this moment, I do worry a little bit that the concept is too often discussed as the character trait or the capacity of an individual, when perhaps a more useful framework for contemplating resilience is that of the collective or of the organization. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, maybe we're having too many conversations about grit and toughness and self-care and things that individuals can do to help themselves sort of endure this moment that's maybe distracting us or allowing us to avoid perhaps more challenging conversations and nuanced conversations about our overall organization, about our corporate culture, about ways of working together, how we can make that easier to endure. That's a really interesting point, I think. I mean, I suppose, do you hope, do you wish, do you believe that you mentioned corporate culture and corporate culture, do you think that's going to change for the better after the pandemic? Or do you think we will just snap back to normal and any of the bad ingrained habits that were there beforehand in, in any corporation have potential to, to re-emerge? I sincerely hope, and I am an eternal optimist, that we will take some of these learnings and change for the better. I think this year and moving forward, it's all about accountability. A lot of promises were made, especially you know, amidst the Black Lives Matter movement and the murder of George Floyd last year, a lot of promises have been made, whether it's around diversity, equity, and inclusion, or simply around being a healthier workplace culture overall. And this is the time that leaders need to hold themselves accountable. And I do believe that especially as new generations continue to enter the workforce, we will be held accountable to that. So I'm optimistic we'll keep some of the good stuff. Excellent, that's good to hear. Okay, let's finish up. What is the one thing you're most looking forward to when it comes to managing teams about getting back to the office, back to the real physical world? What's the one thing you can't wait to do? I simply can't wait for the proximity. I think there is only so many vibes that you can read through a Zoom screen. And I just want to sit in the same room with somebody. I want to feel their presence, see their smile. Maybe we grab a drink. Maybe we take a walk. Um, I am beyond ready for that. And I know I'm not alone. You're definitely not. There's any so many vibes you can get through a Zoom screen, which is so true. I believe that's so true. <laughs> Molly, that's it. Thank you so much for spending time with us. That was really fascinating. Uh, thanks a lot. I hope to talk to you again very soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Justin. And thank you for listening. Goodbye.